Welcome to the Autonomous and Electric Vehicles Summit. I'm Thomas Watson, trucking expert here at Freight Waves, and super excited to have joining me is Sean Kerrigan, is a COO and co-founder of Plus. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Level 4 Autonomy, uh, how AI is making trucking easier, uh, especially for those who need it most. So super, super excited. Uh, Sean, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on. Great. Thanks. Uh, it's great to be here. And so digging into autonomous trucks, uh, especially uh, via, you know, like level one, two, three, or four, what are some of the recent developments around uh, piled op, uh, operations? Like where are we at right now in the in the market? That's a great question. So, so we're seeing really strong interest across the industry, right, from fleets and OEMs and tier ones and others. Uh, really strong interest in developing and using autonomous technology to, to improve safety, efficiency, comfort, and, and sustainability. Uh, and so that's one of the areas where we really kind of uh, stand out and distinguish ourselves because we're the only autonomous trucking technology company that has a product in market for customers today. Uh, and so this is kind of part of our overall commercialization strategy to offer a full suite from semi-autonomous today out through fully autonomous uh, solutions in the future. And for those who are unaware, what is a level four autonomous driving system? Another great question. So, so uh, SAE or, or Society of Automotive Engineers uh, came up with that, that these levels, uh, level one through level five, to describe different levels of vehicle automation. And now the level four is the level where a vehicle can operate autonomously with no driver uh, under defined operating conditions or, or ODDs. Um, we find that sometimes these levels in terms of the gradations from one through five can be a, a little bit uh, confusing. So we prefer to just refer to this in terms of stages of autonomy, in terms of, of driver-in uh, autonomy, so semi-autonomous, or driver-out or, or fully autonomous. And I'm thinking of challenges and opportunities, uh, especially with even autonomous assist. I have a buddy who owns a Tesla, and he says, if it rains, watch out. You know, what are some of these challenges and opportunities while you're working on something as large as an 18-wheeler? Yeah, I mean, so I think the the, the biggest hurdle overall is actually probably uh, not that dissimilar for, for your buddy, and that's that's uh, when building autonomous systems, it's really all about being able to handle the edge cases. And now, and now edge cases, which are, these are things that kind of by definition don't happen very often. Uh, and so therefore developing an autonomous system that can handle all the different edge cases out there just takes a lot of time and, and takes a lot of, lot of experience. Uh, so, so that's part of why we think it's going to take some time for autonomous technology to be fully deployed in a driverless fashion. Because to do that, you have to have a really high degree of confidence that you really have covered all the edge cases that the system may see out there. And, and by their nature, edge cases don't happen that often. So that just takes a lot of time and experience. Uh, and so, so that's actually why then, uh, as, we, as we looked at this, and we thought about, well, you know, how can we help make a difference with this technology today? Because it has a lot to offer. Uh, and, and our view was that by deploying into trucks with drivers still in, uh, you can get these benefits in terms of safety and fuel economy and driver comfort uh, while you continue to build out that experience that is able to handle the long tail edge cases. And looking at the role of the driver, uh, you know, right now, some folks there, there depends on who you ask. Some are concerned that drivers are not wanting to join because they're going to be replaced. Others look at it as it's going to be like an AI assistant, an autopilot, kind of like a commercial pilot or something. Where would you stand on that? Is the goal right now to make it to where we're helping these drivers uh, as a tool? Or uh, are there any concerns that, you know, five years from now, Skynet is driving the trucks? 
So, so, so our view is that, I mean, this is, this is a product we've re- really developed with drivers for drivers. So, so the goal is really to, to help drivers with this technology. Um, it's, it's technology that, you know, it makes driving safer and more fuel efficient and more comfortable. And the type of feedback we've gotten from drivers has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, in fact, actually, when we were early in the stages of, of developing this technology, uh, we would bring in a lot of outside drivers to, to take take the technology for for, for a test drive and spin. Um, and we would send them out uh, and, and ask them to give us feedback on a scale of sort of one to ten, you know, what was their perspective on on this technology. And we were really surprised because even folks that came in with initially a slightly uh, sort of more negative view of this technology and what it might be like, uh, came back and gave us nines and tens or even got some elevens. And so, um, you know, I think that that uh, as drivers get some experience with this technology and some of the, the capabilities that, that it brings, uh, it's generally perceived as, as really positive. And, you know, getting drivers adjusted to the technology, uh, you know, average driver age can be between 45 and 55 years old. Even from a UX UI standpoint, it can be difficult to find things that they're comfortable with. Were there any surprising things you found as you're working with drivers uh, that you may not have expected when it comes to, hey, we're going to show you how to do this autonomous stuff, but some things they may have had to learn. I mean, I think the key is really to, to make it really intuitive uh, to work with. Uh, and, and so we focused a lot on that as we've been developing this in terms of how, how to bring this technology to market and this type of product. Uh, and I think I think some of the feedback we've gotten now is just that that, 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 that interaction actually works quite well, right? Um, where I've heard drivers say things like, you know, as I'm going around the turn, it's not the system that's trying to, to make the turn, and it's not just me making the turn, it's we're doing it together. It's like a dance, right? And so it really, that the, um, the system works well with drivers to help make their job just easier and safer. And, you know, for those who are unaware how these systems work, is this something where I'm going to like push a button and then it kind of decides to take the wheel? Or is it something where as I'm driving the vehicle, uh, it's giving me recommendations or it's giving me notifications like nudges on what I'm supposed to do? Uh, so this this is really uh, enables you to, to have the system operate on the highway with the driver still still being being having oversight on the overall driving. So the driver is still hands on wheel, so eyes on road and responsible for the driving, but the system then is able to, to handle basically keeping the vehicle in lane and dealing with all the traffic around you. So so this what this translates to in terms of some of the, the features that, that people are most excited about are things like it really smoothly handles uh, stop and go traffic. So high traffic situations with lots of merges, uh, and it, that's a very stressful driving situation for drivers with vehicles cutting in. Uh, and the system, by by automating that, it really frees up some of the driver's uh, attention to focus on the broader situational awareness. And and likewise, there's other things like, you know, driving under slightly windy conditions where, uh, and, and trucks without this technology, the driver is constantly fighting just to keep the truck in the lane. Uh, and now with this technology, it'll just hold the lane. And so that frees up a whole lot of sort of energy and attention from the driver to focus on basically the again the broader situational awareness, and so those are the those are the types of things where this makes a big difference. If you're if you're driving you know 11 hours a day, this type of technology really makes a big difference in terms of of uh, sort of how tiring that is, and and how much you can kind of stay engaged with the broader situation. Kind of looking into deployment and, uh, adoption, uh, you know, looking at uh, I've spoken to some folks. Long haul appears to me. Uh, 
maybe a hurry up and wait situation. But recently, Amazon had uh, partnered up with Plus, uh, with Plus Drive for, uh, you know, utilizing an e-commerce space. Is this something that in your experience you all are seeing last mile uh, situations where adoption is better? Or is there something where maybe middle mile and even long haul over the road situations are going to see more adoption? I, mean, I think this is something where, where we're seeing uh, folks interested in adoption really kind of across that, that spectrum. I think, you know, the, the, the challenges in the space are really around things like, like, you know, driver retention, you know, fuel costs, safety, you know, um, sort of uh, focus on how do we reduce greenhouse gas emissions and so on. And so those types of challenges, I think, are <clears throat> pretty consistent across all segments of the industry. Uh, and those are those are basically many of the core things that this technology can really help make a difference with, um, uh, because it, it really helps. I mean, it, it basically acts like a very experienced driver and works with the drivers to make that happen. Uh, and so this is something that I think, as people are thinking hard about, you know, how do we make a difference in terms of retaining drivers, onboarding new drivers, um, improving the fuel economy of our fleet, improving the safety of our fleet. It really kind of resonates with them across most of those dimensions. I want to hit on the fuel economy, the maintenance and the safety, but I do have a random question first. Uh, autonomous vehicles are great at driving forward, but when I was in fleets, the problem was sometimes they would be backing up and they tear off their trailer doors or they tear up in the docks. Is that something where the autonomous future could also have sensor arrays to help them go backwards and not tear things up? Or is it still right now focused on early lane positioning, making sure you play well with others on the road? I mean, so I think uh, I think that's a great example of of how you can continue to extend this technology to to tackle new problems, make a difference. And so, one of the things we've done is we sort of got this technology out there initially and started to get a lot of this feedback from customers. Is really understand what are some of the other challenges that they have, and what are the areas where we think this technology can make a difference. So, for example, one of the features that that uh, we didn't originally anticipate. Uh, but we got some some interesting feedback, and so now we're working on is the ability to basically uh, reduce uh, bridge trucks, because with this type of system, with really advanced perception, you know, we can actually measure the distance between, or sort of the height between the road and a bridge, uh, and so we can actually uh, mitigate bridge strikes where where the situations where the truck isn't going to fit under the bridge, and so that's an example of a feature that wasn't initially planned, and now based on 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 feedback, it's something that that we're working on. And I think things like what you just described, you know, all, all of those, um, you know, are potentially addressable. It's really just a question of, of prioritizing and understanding, you know, where do we think this technology can have most impact uh, and how can we make the, the best difference for our customers? And I'm thinking about looking at the safety, especially with the bridge one. I'm assuming that's something where maybe the LiDAR array detects that it's lower and it's kind of gives you a blinking warning saying, hey, don't come up farther in advance. Or is that something where you can kind of intelligently design it to say, here's my height, here's the route, there should be a bridge up here? Uh, so, so it's really the it's really focused on how do you mitigate the bridge strikes? And, and you're right, yes, yeah, so using things like both the cameras and, and the LiDAR being able to really precisely measure what is that that bridge height and is the truck then going to fit under it uh, to make sure that that uh, you know that the truck is going to fit before it attempts to go through. Switching gears a little bit, maintenance and fuel. Uh, you know, you've got having. I hear a lot about AI-driven assistance. Uh, you know, especially kind of ties into autonomous. What are some of the ways that these autonomous trucking companies, as well as Plus, are working to challenge the fuel? Because right now, fuel is extremely expensive. So a lot of fleets are saying, "If I'm going to buy this thing, you know, what am I going to get out?" Yeah, that's a it's a great question. Um, 
so so with these systems, it really just enables you to to really optimize the the fuel efficiency of the vehicle. Uh, and so there are there are a few different dimensions to that. Um, you know, one is is just you can think of kind of the, um, really high performance predictive cruise systems out there that take a lot of a lot of uh, things into account to optimize how the vehicle is operating. You can kind of think as autonomous systems do all that and a little bit more, uh, and then they also enable you to stay say engaged with that in that type of mode through much just uh, broader operating conditions and over more time. And so it's really this concept that you're operating more efficiently over more time. And so all of that adds up. So for example, um, these types of systems can, can really operate really fuel efficiently through stop and go traffic type conditions. Uh, and, and so that improves safety and fuel economy. Uh, and, and it's really just the, the fact that this is not just looking at the vehicle immediately in front of the truck, but actually looking at all of the traffic around you and vehicles, you know, several vehicles ahead that enables that type of optimization. And kind of like closing thoughts here uh, for folks who are not as uh, in tune of what's going on in this space. What are some things we should be keeping our eyes out for in the future, future developments or any milestones that, uh, uh, you know, that you all are working on or others? What are some things we should know about looking forward? I mean, I think the, the, the big thing is just to, to be looking forward to a future where these systems are much more broadly deployed. Uh, and, and I think they'll have a really, uh, a really positive and transformational impact on, on the industry. I think that the potential for this technology is, is quite tremendous, not just in, in terms of the, the long-term level four, also in terms of applying that autonomous technology into vehicles today. With drivers still in them, I think that there's tremendous potential around that safety, fuel economy, and driver comfort elements. Thank you so much, Sean. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Sean Karen Kerrigan, CEO and co-founder of Plus. Uh, that's it for this section of the Autonomous Electric Vehicle Summit, though. We encourage everybody to check out the rest of the event, and thank you all so much for watching. Thank you.